Hello, world, and welcome to this episode of Plain and Simple. He's Nick, and I'm Matthew. Was I screaming? No. Oh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I feel like you feel like you did something. I mean, you're loud, but. <clears throat> well, I'm not trying to be. I'm sure they're used to it by now. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty soft whenever you listen to it. You wouldn't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. We're back for yet another episode of the shits and shenanigans that we uh, embark on every week. Buffoonery and goonery. It helps that we at least have a schedule now, actually. Yeah, we know we're going to put something on Friday. And not just uploading like eight episodes at once. Yeah, our, our next our episodes will always be up on Fridays. Yeah, that's so usually when we Kristen, make sure you bookmark that. Our only regular listener. You don't know. Not, I'm, just, I'm just picking. <laughs> on us, on only. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. What are we talking about today? Uh, we are going to be talking about fear. Fear. F E A R. Fear. What about? I don't know. I thought it would be fun to talk through, you know, what our fears are, how we deal with them, overcome them. Think similar to how we dealt with stress, but I think fear is just different. There's a lot of fears out there. Well, I think fear can be defined in a lot of different ways too. Sure. You have like innate fears that you're just like are actual scary things and then fears that I feel like are highly individualized to people. There's also rational and irrational fears. True. Most of mine I feel like are irrational. Maybe. Maybe. Um, for me, mm, fear, I, I don't, I'm not afraid of a whole lot of stuff. Like I'm, I'm not afraid of spiders. I'm not afraid of, you know, mice or anything like that. But, um, I do have a, uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, why do you think we have fear? Why do you think people are scared or have these? Mm, I think it really just has to do with people. I, I mean, I don't think it's any in particular reason that we have fear. We have, do you think it's learned responses to fear? I think are, are natural. Like the response that we feel whenever we have us of fright or we're scared that sort of like adrenaline rush is sort of just a reaction to that so mm-hmm. i don't think there's a built-in mechanism as to why we would be afraid of something I, it's obviously um the perception of potential danger and so you know when i see a spider i freak out mm-hmm. and i guess because it's my in my mind i'm thinking oh i'm gonna get bit and it's gonna be painful and i'm gonna have like this and this this and this and all worst case scenarios go through your head so so it's the but i don't think yeah i don't know i don't think it's like an an um necessary function like an innate thing that just yeah i mean it happens without yeah what what, what was your question the secondary follow-up one do you think it's um learned Mm, I think fears are learned. Well, they say that growing up as a kid, you kind of absorb how people react to certain things Mm -hmm. or, um, and then you kind of learn your fear off of that. Which makes sense. I don't think it's, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's necessarily learned because I feel like a lot of the things that I'm afraid of, um, like my family wasn't like bugs, for instance. I mean, it wasn't like my brother was ever afraid of it. My mom and dad, like they were country people they Mm -hmm. you know were always around things like that so most of the things that they interacted with on a regular basis i was terrified of but they didn't give a shit about i don't think yeah uh, uh, like similarly 
like my mom is terrified of mice. She can't look at them. She can't see them. They have a real mouse problem. Right. Um, but like, I have no problem with them. I'm more afraid of like an ax murderer breaking into my into oh, the apartment yeah. and killing me. Like yeah. that's a fear I have when I'm here by myself. I think, well, this is the time I'm so special. Look at me. I'm going to get murdered. I have fears. And then I feel like I have things that I'm just like, um, that just make me extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like daddy long legs. I'm, I'm not like, I wouldn't say that I'm afraid of them, sure. but they make me extremely uncomfortable. Well, they're a creepy crawly, right? Uh, yeah. Anything that's tiny, even if they can't do a lot of damage or they can't actually like physically harm me, right. they freak me the fuck out. Uh, so they don't know. feel great on you. They no. feel they, they're tickly. I don't know. I've never even, I just kill them. <laughs> um, Heartless. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Fear is a weird thing. I, I can always re- remember being afraid of a lot of things growing up. Like as a what? Kid. Mostly it was bugs. Mostly it was being like, we used to back in West Virginia, whenever we get the, like the locusts, uh, every so many years, like, I don't know, what is it? 13 years or something. Those giant fucking loud bugs that could, bird themselves from the ground and then fly at fucking lightning speed Mm -hmm. and and have that loud sound. And then they fucking shed themselves. Like they're like the most disgusting. Like I can think of one bug that I absolutely just cannot stand. It's those. Do locusts serve a purpose? I don't know. I don't know what they do. They keep fucking coming back. You can Google it. Uh, But as a kid, that's usually probably what I was most afraid of. I'm sure my mom knows more of along the lines of like as a small child of what I was afraid of, but I feel like I was, I don't think I ever was really afraid of the dark. Um, I never really liked horror movies. I remember Scream used to scare me as a kid. Um, looking back now, I realize it's more of like a, a horror comedy, but it used to scare me. Well, the first one was very serious, right? Like, um, See, it, I don't remember because <clears throat> I know, I've only seen snippets and I've never actually watched them fully through. Well, it, it changed, it, it, it really, I don't know, there's a lot of teen slasher films, but Scream was super scary. I remember watching that, and um, I know what you did last summer. My cousins were older, and they were probably 16, 17, and I was a kid, like nine. And they were watching, they're like, yeah, you can watch it with us, and then they left me alone. Oh, and like, it was broad daylight, but I was so afraid to walk home, because like, I had never experienced... Well, yeah, when I'd never seen that before, I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, exactly. And so then all of a sudden the possibility of getting stabbed to death became real. Like I'd never considered it. And so like, you know, from my, uh, my aunt and uncle's house to my house was maybe a hundred yards, maybe a football field. Right. I ran home as fast as I could because I knew for sure as soon as I stepped outside of that house, someone was going to kill me. (laughs) Obviously didn't happen, but yeah, I could have told me anything different. Well, it's funny because like I feel like when I watched those, I wasn't more, I wasn't as afraid of like oh getting stabbed and like dying. Mm-hmm. It was like the characters. It was like the visualization of like the masks or the. Oh sure. It was more of like that whole shtick, mm-hmm. like that sort of like um, the visual aspect of it, just like what that person was. That like I remember like Freddy Krueger, um, any of those that had those like iconic. Um, visual representations to them they just fucked with me it was more so about that uh, that kind of stuck with me rather than like oh i'm gonna get stabbed to death Mm -hmm. because it was like i just don't want to see them like you you know lurking around the corner and fucking seeing that as i got older i will say because that reminds me of like the visual aspect have you seen those like um there's these random videos that always pop up on facebook or youtube or 
whatever. And they're almost always like video, they're almost always edited and like the equivalent of Photoshop in, in videography, uh, when you can like put certain creepy, um, like creatures in videos. So they'll like, they'll go outside and they'll have that like nighttime, uh, lens on it. So it's got like the green hue to it. Mm-hmm. And they'll like, you know, record themselves breathing heavily and like walking around and looking at all these things. And then they'll take it into post editing and then they'll post process it and add like creepy creatures that are like lurking behind trees and shit. And then they'll upload it and they'll say, oh, there's a sighting of this, this and this. And it's like very convincing. I mean, you watch them and you're like, fuck, like you get I get the immediate response of like the goosebumps. You know, your your blood pressure goes up a little bit. It's like innate it just kind of starts to happen those mm-hmm. things freak me the fuck out and always have and it's like irrational because it's like i know that's not a real thing i know this is just something that someone conjured up in post-processing but it's still so visually just like convincing that it fucks with you i think that's why american horror story still kind of fucks with me too you know i don't know what you're talking about though I've not I've seen gotta, i'll videos, have to so. see if i can find them and show you i mean i don't really look go looking for them they usually just pop up mm-hmm. but the one i'm thinking of in particular is just like uh, it's a couple guys and they're just like walking around in out in the dark and they've got that like I like I said that night light, not light night light. What the hell is it I called? I can't remember. Night vision. Yeah, night vision. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> God, um, I've got like that <laughs> night vision filter on it and it's just like them like breathing really really heavily and they're just like they're the cam camera's real shaky and they're like saying oh we keep hearing something and like and then they just cut over. And then they happen to be still for a second, and it's like this like really creepy, eerie figure. Did, did and then they run? Did you ever watch Blair Witch Project? No, because that's what it makes me think of. Maybe. Um. For me, but those those things fuck with me. You know, a lot of things. Nothing really scares me. I won't watch things if I'm by myself because it's like you know that I'll plan it in my head, and then I won't be able to get it out of there. Um. But something that I I think my biggest fear of something is probably birds. Oh yeah, bats and birds. Those two. Although I've gotten better. Yeah, you've gotten a lot better. I actually didn't even think of that. Yeah, well, I still am. I'm still cagey around birds, right? I don't. Like I don't. Them. Like, I really don't get where your fear comes with from birds, though, because well, it's only know, whenever they like fly and like what? Is, what's the worst they're gonna do? Like they're not gonna attack you. You heard my situation about the bats, right? Yeah, you had an infestation of bats was when you were younger. Yeah, let me tell everyone about that nightmare. So. At our, uh, we used to live in this uh, house in uh, southern West Virginia, and it was like a three-story house, and then the actual uh, roof uh, where the attic would typically be was sealed off, we thought. And it was the highest uh, spot in our little bottom, and it attracted bats. And they were able to get in, and they, and they just set up shop. And they just kept mating and having babies, and it just became a bat fest up there. We didn't know what was going on, right? Like, for the longest time, nothing was out of the ordinary. And then all of a sudden, we would hear, like, this scratching. I wonder if I can... Okay, I don't think that's going to work. But it was like, you'd hear things like this. And I hope everyone can... Is that picking up? Yeah. So you'd hear things like that. And it's like, what on on earth is that? And then finally... It was in my brother's bedroom, which was on the uh, third floor. There uh, was a bat. And at first it was pretty like, oh, the bat got in the house. That's weird. So they either either got it and let it go or they killed it. I can't remember. Um, It wasn't intentionally killed. They were just trying to capture it, and I think they ended up killing it. But what happened was 
we didn't realize what was really going on. And so there were so many bats, they just kept coming down. And it kept getting worse, kept getting worse, kept getting worse. And then eventually, none of us were really living there. My, we had moved to Huntington as a family. Like my mom and dad were there. My brother was there. But I was in, I was there at that house in Southern West Virginia doing theater. And so I would stay there from time to time. And I'm not lying to you. My brother was there too, actually. I'm not lying to you. Every day there was a new bat. Like uh, we would get rid of it and there would be a new one. And finally, my dad, someone said, hey, you can burn sulfur and it will repel bats. So he just bought what he assumed was the right amount of sulfur. And if you don't know my dad, he did not ask what the amount should be. He's never dealt with sulfur. So he bought a bucket worth of sulfur, threw a match down in it, which you should not do, by the way. And a smoke storm happened in our house, like full blown, billowing out the windows, smoke. Looked like our house was on fire. Upside, there wasn't really a bat problem because they all died, because they died from smoke inhalation, which I'm pretty sure breaks a, a law of some sort. You're not supposed to kill bats. Um, whenever they went through and finally, like they went through all the closets, they were having to collect these dead bats. They collected like over 200 dead bats that were just downstairs. That didn't even count the ones upstairs that we couldn't get to. The fear I have of birds is the same. It's the flying mechanic. Bats, they will fly at you. They, because they can't quite see you and right. they swoop down. So a bat will not fly straight like a bird will. They swoop down. And so it looks like they're coming right at your head. I can't tell you how many times I had to army crawl through my, my house. I hate them. Yeah. I've gotten better with bats and birds, but birds are reminiscent and that's why I don't really like them. Um, not to mention birds that have been around humans too much. Like they expect food. They're very aggressive and they're very in your business. And I don't like that birds yeah well they're erratic too so you never really kind of know what's going to happen right and the thing is is they have the upper hand on humans because they can fly they don't usually bother me i'm usually pretty cool like nowadays if i'm walking down the street and there's like pigeons i just take note of where they are but i don't like actively try to avoid them crows freak me out a little bit because they're pretty they're pretty smart well, there are those birds in, I think it's Australia, that like literally like have killed people. Yeah. Have you Googled those? No, have you looked no at those? I have not. I'm curious what the name of them are, but they um, they literally target people. Assholes. Um, they're driving and they are, they'll, um, they'll be flying and they'll just like literally target people and they'll, they'll go, um, they'll swoop down as fast as they possibly can and like hit you in the head and they've like killed people. Um, Australia owls, though. Owls will attack people from time to time. Remember yeah. that podcast we listened to where, where those people lady died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were like, it was a, it was an owl. Ugh. I can believe that. No thanks. Owls are predators. Um, do you have any other fears? Well, I was thinking, I, I think it's interesting how kind of fears, um, evolve as you get older too mm -hmm. like i think i've i still kind of have those underlying fears that i've always had as a kid sure like the same sort of things like the bugs the um i'm always afraid of the ocean but not like not like to get my ankles in you know but to get swimming but to like to physically be in the ocean <laughs> How about on it? Would you go out on a boat? I have. I've gone deep sea fishing before. I couldn't do that. I went, but I didn't think about it. Like I, we just went as a family and I didn't mm -hmm. really have a choice. Sure. So it was kind of like, okay, I'll just go. I'll get some sun. I'll enjoy it. Everyone else is fishing. I didn't overthink it. 
Um, if I were to go out today, I would probably be fucking like paranoid as shit because there are just so many factors that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I am not a survivalist. And I know that like <laughs> in the instant that I am placed in a, in a place where I'm going to have to become that person, like my chances of survival are low because I just, I don't have those instincts. I feel like to make it in the wilderness. So um, to be adrift in the wide ocean, I'd be like just praying for something to eat me so I could just fucking <laughs> stop the suffering. Call it a day. Um, so yeah, Alone. ocean. But I think it's a, it's a typical. It's a very specific fear with the ocean because it's like just the um, the depths, mm-hmm. the unknowns, just the depth, the amount of volume that you're kind of just like in. I have a similar fear. That's um, similar. Growing up, uh, my. Cousins had a, same cousins that watched uh, Scream and um, I know what you did last summer. They had a pool, but they didn't love swimming with me. I mean, I was a kid, right? I was an annoying little kid, and so what they would say to me is like, "Oh, you can't get in the pool. There's sharks in there, but they only eat children." So very, I was like, well, selective sharks. Yeah, they won't eat us, but they'll eat you." And me being a kid, I'm like, "Well, they know, right? They're so old; they would have to know." So I was too afraid to get in the pool. So one time my <clears throat> uncle threw me into the pool and I freaked out. And so he, they were like, oh, it's only in the deep end. Just don't go into the deep end. So then it's like, there's all these rules in a pool now. So it's like, I don't love being in the deep end of a pool, which I couldn't tell you the last time I was in a pool. But um, there was a long time that I was like, I know at the end of this pool, there's a shark down there. <laughs> Even though I know for a fact that there's not going to be a shark in there, but it's just in the back of my mind. But that has translated now. I, I've swam in the ocean the last few times we went to the beach with your family. Yeah. But like even then. It, well, you know, I'm, yeah, because you actually surprised me because we, when we did go to the ocean, you were like full on in it because my mom likes to look, go looking for s- seashells. Mm-hmm. And you were like fucking ham as shit just going down like fucking laying down in the sand because that's the other part of the ocean that terrifies me is like everything that lives in the sand that we don't even know about. <laughs> So sand demons. Yeah, no, like seriously, like people just like dig around in the fucking sand. I'm like, yo, I, I'm I'm good. Like mm-hmm. I want to stay on the surface. So it really surprised me that you did that last time. I well, I didn't think about sand demons. Well, I uh, I looked up because I was interested. Um, the average fatal shark attacks that have occur on an annual <laughs> basis, and uh, they're not very high, are they? No, that's that's where I was kind of getting at. Like in on average in the United States, um, we have 16 deaths per year uh, attributed to sharks. With one fatality. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, see, that's not even deaths. On average, there are 16 shark attacks per year with only one or uh, one fatality occurring every two years. So your odds are very fucking low. Well, it's known that sharks do not want to eat people. They just get confused. And it says that the majority of them occur uh, in the United States. Hmm. Out of everywhere, which you would think would be Australia, but maybe. Well, if you think about it, there's a lot of sharks live on, in the Atlantic Ocean, which is much warmer. Right? Am I I'm making pr- that I'm up? I'm sure just sharks like live where we fucking I don't know. Sharks. Um, I will but, say this. I've never been bitten by a shark, obviously. So I feel like it's one of those things like it would happen to me. Well, that's what I'm, what I'm kind of getting at is like the, the fact that we, like for me, for instance, I feel like I'm always afraid of things that like statistically are not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like being struck by lightning. How often the fuck does that happen? Right. <laughs> Dying in a plane crash. Statistically not going to fucking happen. Right. It's rare. You know, like I'm way more likely to die in a car crash, but it's like 
some of these things they they, they just have such a punch in mm-hmm. the in the way that people die with them. Well, I think, it's and the, I feel like they stick with people. I think it's the unexpected, right? It's like you don't expect that to happen, but like you expect people to crash cars because there's so many of them, and it's so frequent. But like. But you, do you expect <clears throat> it? Because I, the, observing some of these fucking people around here driving. No, I mean I they don't see it coming. But you know what I mean. Like you, when you get into your car, you don't think today's the day I'm gonna be yeah, in a car accident. Yeah, yeah. But when you get on a plane, it's like today's the day I'm probably gonna go down. Like it's every it's, time, it, every fucking takeoff. I think it's because it feels so special to be getting onto a plane, but yeah. getting into a car does not feel very special. I guess going to the beach and getting in the water feels very special. Well, also, you don't also have like the when you're on a plane, like you're constantly reminded of the safety features. This Embraer has a fucking <laughs> you know flotation device in case of a water landing. It's like fuck. Now I'm going to think about all the water that I'm going over. In case we start to lose altitude, just kick back, suck on the Capri Sun, and realize it's all part of God's plan. Yeah. Okay, Trixie. Trixie and Conte. It's that's my favorite scene from. Uh, uh, Mm. Um, what do you? Well, you I'm trying to. I'm else? trying to think. I really don't spend a ton of time thinking about fears. I will say this: a big fear I have is dying. Well, yeah, just in general. Um, but not so much about dying. Like I'm not afraid to die. I'm afraid of if like what if there's something after that I'm not prepared for. But, but what that's if there's, like, that's but what like, if there's not? But like that's the thing. Like how could how could we be here now and not be prepared for it you know what i mean like if there is something like it, i mean i don't i don't think we could not not be prepared be prepared for it if that makes sense yeah it's it's feels it feels almost like an existential crisis for me like it gives me anxiety to think yeah. about it yeah i know that's why i was surprised you brought it up well <laughs> it's what we said we would do with this and yeah. i can't promise i can talk about it at length no <laughs> well i know that, that i know that it induces is stress and anxiety. I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. Cause I only, I'm, I, but I think I take it with a grain of salt. I'm always just kind of like, you know, blase da about it. <laughs> I, I think for me, whenever my kidneys failed, it really made it real. Yeah. I was no longer young and invincible and was yeah. going to live forever. Cause kinda shoves it in your face for the first 25, 26 years of my life. I just felt, I didn't think, give it a thought, you know, Yeah. I could talk about dying and it never phased me. Nothing. Can't relate. But then whenever I got sick or whenever I realized I was sick, it just changed. And it was something I couldn't ever think about Yeah. because it, it felt too real. It felt too plausible. Yeah. And, it's a hard thing. It's a hard reality. Yeah. And it's like, Oh my God, I'm going to die one day. Like it just, it hit me, and I remember for a solid like seven, eight months, it's all I could think about. Yeah. Any quiet moment, it would creep in and be like, "By the way, you're gonna die." Yeah. And it's like, "Fuck, I'm gonna die." And so, it really was hard. And I never forget. I was talking with the coworker. Her name was Alicia, and I said, "Can I ask you a question?" Because it was weighing on me that day. And Alicia and I were, were perfectly fine, friendly, but we didn't have deep conversations. I said, "Do you ever think about dying?" And she said. I do. And she said, and I used to a lot when I was probably around your age. It really hit me that one of these days I'm going to die. I said, how do you overcome it? She said, you don't. You just learn to deal with it. Yeah. And that's the God's honest truth. Now I don't really think about it much. I don't know if I've just gotten really good at suppressing it. Yeah. You just don't talk about it. Uh, But I talk a lot about dying. I joke about dying. Well, that's your, that's your coping mechanism is you, you talk about it in a fashion that lets you remind yourself that it's going to happen, but you put it in such a short fast quip that like everyone's immediate response is just to laugh about it mm-hmm. which is why i never laugh about it because i don't find it funny it's true because it's very true i don't laugh about it i usually make it more awkward because I, I don't go along with it but i but i don't think it's a bad a bad thing i don't think it's like something that's thing to consider it as a negative that you joke about it 
it can be a positive. It's just how you deal with it as a person. Some if, people if, can, you know. If I wasn't making jokes about it, I know for a fact I probably would still be obsessing yeah. over it. And well, I just can't get back to there. Well, and going along with, like, I think my experience with it has been completely different having my dad who had very progressive MS, mm-hmm. like my exposure to the realities of life were earlier on in my life. Plus it doesn't help that I'm like basically a 50 year old dude already, but then choosing the career path that I did yeah. and having very early exposure to uh, elderly population death and like working for hospice and all those things. Um, yeah. My experience is just totally different with, with, uh, I guess exposure just being, you know, having the realities kind of put into your, into your face. Plus it's always different when I'm just around it and not the person like necessarily experiencing that, which makes it different. You know, another thing that I'm afraid of, and yes, and it's around dying so that it's still on topic. I promise I'm not changing the, the subject. Um, my parents are older. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your mom is in her forties. And Put her a blast. Hey, girl. Well, no, I think that's young as <laughs> someone who's almost in his 40s myself. Um, but my parents are in their 60s. Mm-hmm. And I know moving here, one of the things I was really afraid of is like, what if I move and I'm giving up the last good years of my parents' life and I'm not there for it? Yeah. Um, and that's still, that's a common fear I have is like, what am I sacrificing by being here? Right. Am I being selfish? And I think of the same things. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I think we have way more time with your mom and I'm happy about that. Yeah. But like, I just think like in 10 years, my parents will be in their seventies. Yeah. And what does that mean? And my fear is that one, I, I dread and I'm afraid of the day that they're gone. Right. Oh my God. Especially yeah. my mom. Same. You know, even my dad and, and I love my dad and we've had a rocky relationship, but we have gotten to a place of true love right. and um, he really brings something to my life. I find him funny. Your, your dad, you and your dad's relationship very much mirrors like mine and my dad's mm-hmm. relationship as well. Yeah. Cause you just have more time where you guys have that, like that mutual kind of like love and respect sort of deal where it's like, you've gotten over the bullshit and like now we just want to, we see each know, other how, for what we are. Yeah. We just want to have that, that relationship because it's who we are. Yeah. My dad and I were fortunate enough to have that towards the end before, you know, he passed away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I'm the exact same. I'm the exact same. Those, that's one thought that I just can't think about. I just push it out. We've talked about it. You know, I've talked about it with my mom to make sure that the plan is set up and everything else like yeah. that, but it's hard. It's not easy at all. To shift gears slightly. I'm also like always terrified that I'm going to lose my job. Oh Yeah. That like in a rapid succession, it's like lose my job, lose my apartment, not have insurance, be dead. <laughs> yeah, like, that, it just... That's so funny because today I was, I was, what was I doing? I was watching something um, and I got on that train. I was like, what if Amazon one day just did something so terrible that the company just literally failed? Like yeah. everyone was just out of a job. I'm just sitting here like thinking about all of the people around us that would just like could inst- in an instant not have a career that they've built their entire life off mm-hmm. of, which could happen really. I mean, for, let's be real for anyone. Hello, government shutdown, whatever. Yeah. Like it could happen for anyone, but to sit there and say, what the fuck? Like I couldn't even imagine the impact globally that would have if something is, just happened so dramatically. It is no secret that I'm paid well. Like, yeah. It's, it's, if you work for Amazon and you work at corporate, you make, you make good money. Right. Um, 
And then if you take, if you think about what that would do to people who all of a sudden are not making that, that's like, it, it would be recession causing, maybe not totally, but like if Amazon um, has that big of a bubble burst, it's going to impact other in- Well, industries. and that's what I was thinking is like, and the people who have such highly specified Amazon experience right. to try to relate that and get a comparable salary or a comparable uh, compensation package like out elsewhere would be near impossible. Well, I think, well, I, I at least think in some cases, you know, I think it's possible, but if it was that widespread, you're going to be competing against everyone, so many good people. Everyone. Like and there's only, only so many spots open. There's yeah. only so many spots that Google and everyone else can fill. Mm-hmm. That's why I just went on that. Like that. That's so funny. You brought that up. Cause I literally was sitting there. I was like, I can't think about this anymore. Every, it's fine. <laughs> it's also super, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Prescient? Is that the right word? I uh, don't know. That feels like the right word. It's It feels super relevant um, because we just went through our end of year review and yeah. we're doing our, what's called operational leadership review. And although I'm fine, it, it always is like, is this the year that I'm not going to measure up? Right. It's just a, it's just a tenacious driven, you want to be the best thing. And right. it's the fear that you're not going to be. What's that? Um, what's that fear? Where you uh, is it imposter fear? Is oh that, my what gosh! Is it called? The imposter, yeah, it's the imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. I one hundred percent have that because it's like, especially being newer in a career and like in already being in a leadership role, it's like I don't know if I'm doing what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> so the imposter syndrome, in a nutshell, is basically you're a fraud. You people, feel like you but are. But people don't realize it yet. And you, you're just waiting for people to put the pieces together and say, oh, he doesn't know what the fuck you he's doing. You have this like true feeling that like I'm in this role. I have these responsibilities. I'm carrying out these daily activities, but I actually have no fucking clue what I'm doing and I'm not qualified at all. Even though I have X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. You're like still convinced that your boss one day is just going to walk in and find you out find you out and say, get the yeah. fuck out. <clears throat> and it's funny. Like it's when, so real girl It is so real. I just had my review and he, seeing the things that people said, because the way it works is you have to solicit feedback from people and it's not super intensive, but, um, a, I thought no one's going to give me feedback. I was like, I'm going to send out all of these requests and no one's going to do it. I was pleasantly surprised. I had more than anybody else on my team. So kudos to me. Um, but it was very nice to see what people had to say about me that I do really well. It's called your superpower, but then they also have to give you like growth opportunities or growth ideas. And nothing was, nothing was a surprise. Like nothing was like, Oh, Nick sucks at this, but it's nice to see what people take away from my interactions with them and the things they think I should do to be better. Right. Uh, It is a good exercise. I typically try to get a good mix of, people that know my work super, super well, people that I've only done a couple of things with, also people who don't like me and who maybe did not have a good experience because I think their feedback is probably the most valuable to get better. Yeah. So those same people did not send me a request for me to provide them also feedback. So I'm glad that, you know, they're happy to give it to me, but not receive any. But that's too much about work. So I had a couple of questions here. Let me see if I've covered any of them. How do you think people can overcome their fears? Do you think you can? Oh, yeah. Do you think exposure therapy works? To a certain degree, I feel like you can overcome some. I think some of them are just so hardwired that, you know, maybe it's easier just to (laughs) avoid that um, interaction altogether and just kind of suppress it. 
Um, it, it just depends on the level of the fear. Like my fear to bugs, could I potentially improve that? Probably. Maybe. Do I have a desire to be around them at all or to like, do you want to go, that? do you want to go play around with the bug? Probably not. No. But like if, if you had to like, you don't even like killing if it, them. If it was, it was, if it was such a large impedance in my life, like if I wasn't able to walk outside and like a fly land on me and like, I couldn't, but have like a panic attack and meltdown, then yeah, I probably would try to have to like work on that. Yeah. But I'm usually pretty good social. It's really funny because social situations I feel like I handle and process fear entirely different than if I'm around you. What do you mean? So like, let's say we went out to brunch with you know a group of friends that maybe mm-hmm. I'm not so familiar with, but whatever we go out and like, I, I have this encounter of like, there's a spider or there's a, but for, I'll have a perfect example. So I met a new woman that I was working with. It was months and months and months ago. And we were sharing the same office, just chit chatting, working. And there was a massive spider that came out while we were talking and I literally like almost had a full blown meltdown. But then I like, because I was so new with her, I didn't want to like create this, like my social anxieties trumped. (laughs) Gotcha. You don't want to seem like a crazy person. It was a trump card of like, do you freak the fuck out or do you maintain calmness? So I literally turned to her and I said, I'm not going to try to panic. I said, but there was a very large spider and I'm very uncomfortable. Like, do you mind getting it? Can you get it? Or should I go find someone else to get it? And she was like, Oh sweetheart, I got it. And she was like, great. She handled everything and she safely took the spider out. It was awesome. So I think of that, like, but if I were at home, I would have been like screaming for you and been like, get the fuck out. Like, you know, (laughs) not having it. So I find that interesting too, is is that I have certain social anxieties, usually like my top, top level. Yeah. So everything else will be fine. It's funny. Whenever there's a bug, sometimes it's me killing it and sometimes he'll hold Nacho up to it. So she can get it. Nacho, but Nacho likes to play. She's the bug. She doesn't like to kill it instantly. She just likes to play around with it. But do you know what I mean? Because like, I do think of people who get hurt in social situations too. Like I think about that meme. I don't think it's a meme, but it's a vine of a woman, a a teenage girl. She's at like a pep rally or something Mm -hmm. and she's holding on a sign and she's on top of a school bus and she's like dancing and she's like, I'm going to jump onto this table, this like little fucking Walmart foldable collapsible table. She jumps on it and smacks her ass on the ground. Like I'm pretty sure she broke her coccyx, like Mm -hmm. something broke. Um, But she just popped right up and, you know, started fixing her hair and like adjusting her lipstick and she was just like acting like she was perfectly fine you knew her she fucking limped home mm-hmm. but it was that sort of that stuck with me because it reminded me of like how i handle stuff like that because i've fallen in public too and done the same thing oh hell i dislocated my knee in public oh my god how i many bit times? it I was, <laughs> I was walking back and i bit it i yeah. got tripped up in front of a like line of 50 people sitting you texted me truck. that yeah you texted me like, that well thing. i'm ready to die you know i don't have that same pressure for society like uh, social anxiety like if there is a bird flying at my head, no matter who I'm around, I'm ducking. Yeah. And I'm doing like, oh, you know, one of those. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I, I can't help it no matter who I'm with. Um, so I do not feel embarrassed because it's something I, I don't like. And I think that that's fair. Now, no one's ever made fun of me for it or anything like that. Um, I've not I've not been made fun of like either. Not to your face. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's where I'm my joking. that's literally where it kicks in. It's like I just imagine all of the worst outcomes. It's like never once have I been surrounded by a circle of bullies who've been saying, <laughs> "Oh, you're free to bust, yeah, you fucking yeah. asshole, blah, 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 you did this," and like, like pointing and shouting and like making me cry. Never once, but it's like they all. But live it, it could happen. They live in my brain. No, I get those it. fucking people, like shadow people, just live in my brain and like make fun of me twenty four seven. You know what I like to call them? Sand demons. Yeah, that got stuck in my head. 
fuck. I probably sound like a crazy person. No, it makes I know some all, some of y'all like re- relate to that. Oh yeah, for and sure. Every, and it's funny. Everyone is afraid of something, unless you're a sociopath and you just aren't capable of, of oh having. Oh my god, fear. Shane Dawson triggered. Um, I'm trying to think of yeah. So I don't I don't know. Well, where was I going with that? I don't even know. I got totally off. Trapper. How do you overcome fears? Oh yeah, how do you overcome fears? I think that that makes sense. Like you don't overcome it, but you do in that moment. Like you, you suppress your initial reaction mm-hmm. to have a more measured, calm. Yeah. For me, response. it does help. Like I try to just like say, I try to run through the process of like what I'm afraid of mm-hmm. for me. Sometimes just mentally like mapping it out helps. I don't usually get scared of like movies anymore. Yeah. Jump scene, jumps scenes, jump scares, jump scare scenes like those in movies always get me. Yeah. Does not fucking matter. I will always be that person who like immediately jumps and Same spills here. the popcorn everywhere. Same here. For me, uh, if I hear a noise that I'm not expecting, especially even if you're here, but especially when I'm by myself, and that's when I always seem to hear them. Um, part of me wants to drag that fan out so I I can't hear anything. Yeah, that's usually why it's I like if I'm gonna die, I'd rather not know it's coming. You yeah. know. But again, it boils down to like, how often do people really get murdered in their homes? It's right. not that common, but right. when it does happen, it's, you're not expecting it right? and it's gruesome typically. Well, and we're on, I think our thing is like, we're street access Yeah, and in a, in a highly populated area. Yeah. So we're, ve- we're already just like more Out aware of it. We're just aware of it. Yeah. We're more conscious of it. It's not like we're behind a gate. We're not behind a bunch of locks. We're behind a single lock. Yeah. And that stuff is just, it's a reality. <laughs> but it has its perks. I, I'm. Yeah. I mean, you, you trade it for what it is. We have and no one. Like we live in San Bernardino. So I think we're okay. Right. We have no one above us and we only have like one neighbor. Mm-hmm. So like if something were to go wrong in the actual apartment complex, knock on wood, I'd like to think that we wouldn't be directly impacted at least right away. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I usually I'll have like a glimpse of uh, a, a quick brief moment of fear every time I take a shower and I'm alone just because I think of, I lock that door. It's again, it's all of those fucking movies. It's all of the mm-hmm. like the media that you've been exposed to growing up. Like if certain scenes have a strong impact on with you, I feel like those exposures um, and give you an impression of what fear should be. They plant them in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. You like know, psycho. Is that what you're talking about psycho. I don't know. I just picture a, a semi-clear, fucking uh, an opaque uh, shower oh, curtain mm-hmm. with just blood everywhere, and it's because some some stupid bitch was, you know, some stupid bitch <laughs> was in the fucking shower and <laughs> she left the door open. I don't know. I always think it's stuff like that. I'm trying to think of other fears. I really do always fear getting in a car accident, but that's you know, too real. Mm, too real. It's too real. But yeah, I, th- I think you definitely can overcome fears. I think it's each person's individualized and in how you how you need to approach it. Some things you probably won't ever, you know, be able to. I, I people with fear of of heights. I would hate to have that fear because I feel like there are a lot of instances where you're elevated. Well, for me, I'm I'm afraid of heights, but I'm afraid of exposed heights. So if I'm in like a plane, oh, that's so true. You are. If I'm in a plane, you I'm even fine. Be in like that condo that we were in. Yeah. If I, but for that, I could feel the the building move, which is such bullshit. I could. I don't care what people say. I could. Your feel mind was making that shit up. Um, I don't love the idea of living that high. I I love it, especially when I read about people's windows shattering out of nowhere. It's like, I can't. Uh, when we were at the Grand Canyon, I couldn't get close to the end. When we were at the Hoover Dam, couldn't get close to. You the end. You walked across that bridge. 
I did. I didn't love it. Yeah, I was terrified. But the reality for me is like, I can be on a plane. I can be on a roller coaster. Roller coasters don't bother me as much because I know it's temporary. Like it's three minutes. So I can handle that. But like standing, uh, like, Oh my God. What, what was that thing in Vegas? The, um, stratosphere. No, the Eiffel Tower that's there. Oh, that was pretty Awful. bad. That was pretty Awful. bad, though. Even I, with like, uh, who's very, very good and calm in those situations, that building felt so architecturally unsound. <laughs> like I remember that, yeah, because I just felt like I was just gonna like fall through the floor. To that quote, was that was a pretty bad. To one. quote my exchange, rickety crickety is what I felt like. It was to very do. bad. Stratosphere was pretty bad too, but Stratosphere was very safe. That was Stratosphere in Vegas. They have it's like one of the I think it's the tallest building or the tallest observation uh, deck there that you can go to. Maybe that sounds. But right. they have a fucking like um, I don't even know what I guess that's like a roller coaster on on the very tippity top of it that you can go on and it juts out from the building and the car will literally stop at the end and you're in a car hanging off the fucking side of the building. Very safe, I'm sure. You know, great for drunk people. But um, I was not having that, sis. I'll stand and I'll take my pictures and I'll enjoy the view, the view but I'm not going to like actively choose to try to dangle off a fucking side of a building. No. No thanks. But I usually don't have any problems with heights. At Stratosphere, I didn't even, um, I didn't even go out no, to the No, you didn't even go out to the edge. Mm-mm. I stayed inside. It was fine. It was nice though. Um, it bothers me. I'm trying to think. I was on the actual but, top of the actual Eiffel Tower, and that wasn't bad. I like that. But, you know, Col- young. Columbia Center doesn't bother me. Well, it's all sealed and inside, and it's a very sturdy building. Mm-hmm. You don't really see feel anything in there. And plus, you're look, I can look out, but I can't look down. There's also a fear of, um, which I did not realize that I had, but oh my God, I always had a fear of pools, the filters, the filters in pool, in hmm. pools. Like in the deep end, like when you would just see like the big, you know, white filters at the bottom of the pool, mm-hmm. those things would freak me the fuck out. Why? I don't know why. I always imagined some sort of like creepy creature in there or mm-hmm. like something that was just like that you couldn't see that it was a port or it was just like something that led to something else or I would be sucked into it. I always had, I still do actually to this day. I just don't go near them. Even the little side vents that just were there to like catch bugs and stuff like mm-hmm. that shit would freak me out. I did not like anything in the pool, but I found out it's actually a fear, a phobia. Um, I don't know the name of it, but of, of like mechanics that are uh, submerged into water. Like it's an mm-hmm. actual fear. So like if ships shipwrecks or if there are like um, complexes that are beneath water, like mm-hmm. the, the contrast between deep um, water and architecture like just freaks some people out and I'm, that's me well wow. really me didn't know that yeah i don't i yeah i can't explain it but definitely the pool filter thing i remember growing up and always hating hating the filters Ugh. i believe that yeah so let's go through some weird phobias now this is not to attack any anybody People are entitled. Well, to no, they're just unique phobias. You can't help what you're afraid <clears throat> People of. People are for, are allowed to be afraid of whatever they want. To I think of the phobia that uh, of like the is, that, is it honeycomb? Oh my god, there's like some. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's mm-hmm. like seed pods like people are afraid of like seed pods is it a visual fear yeah it's like where um it's like a usually a round some sort of pod that mm-hmm. has little um openings that almost look like a honeycomb and they've mm-hmm. got little seeds that are in each one of them 
And some people have a fear of that shape. I believe that. And people will Photoshop that onto skin and like call it some sort of, do you know what I'm talking about? I've seen those, yeah. They'll Photoshop it onto skin and they'll say, oh, this is this newest like fucking craze and and you should be terrified of this. And it's very fucking creepy, but it's not real. It's a, a real phobia of people. They can't look at that shape. Let's see if I can pronounce this one. Iraq, Iraq, Iraqi. A fear of war. Butrophobia. Butrophobia. It's the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Is that a real fear? It's a real fear. Oh, that's sad. I'd hate to be afraid of It's an uncomfortable feeling, though. Like, if you have peanut butter stuck to the roof of your mouth, it doesn't feel good. No, but it's like for a second. All you have to do is get some milk and you're fine. Okay, next. Allium phobia? I don't know. A-L-L-I-U-M-P-H-O-B-I-A. Fear of garlic. Oh, that's not fun. Phobophobia. A fear of phobias? Mm-hmm. A fear of having a phobia. <laughs> Sesquipedalophobia. You should pick ones that you can pronounce. Well, they're all hard. Fear of long words. These are just weird ones. Ataxophobia. This I have. I don't know what that is. It's a fear of disorder and untidiness. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I have that. Oh, this is another one. Uh, a telephobia. A fear of imperfection. A Virgo. <laughs> so you're a Virgo. That's great. A fear of failure is acticophobia. Autophobia. You have that. A fear of being alone. I'm not afraid of being alone. Just when it goes creaky in the dark, you are. Um, apophobia. I don't know. Fear of bees. Bees? Bees? There's a fear of cats. People are afraid of cats. Elorophobia. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like this is very fun for people. I thought it'd be more fun, but well, it's just us trying to pronounce words. <laughs> right. Because is it is it Greek or is it Oh, I don't know. Latin. Well, anyway. To quote FDR, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. I'm trying to think. Do you know people who are afraid of dogs? Yes. Uh, do you know someone who's afraid of a dog, though, like, that didn't suffer a, a dog yes. attack? Yes. Really? Who are just innately afraid of dogs? So, fun fact for you. Because um, I can't imagine being afraid of a cat. Like, I just, unless with, without a, trauma, a traumatic experience, I just can't imagine. Mm, sure. Imagine. Um, so, uh, a coworker of mine, she is afraid of dogs. She's never been around them. Um. And even Bailey, who's like the sweetest corgi on earth, um, people that sit down from us, they'll throw her ball and she'll run at this person. And every time it freaks her out because a dog is running at her, even though she knows Bailey and they've spent and a fucking corgi at that right, tons of time together, but it still scares her. Um, so, and there's a number of um, Indian men that are afraid of dogs that we work with. Why? I think it's more cultural because there's no pet like dogs as pets really in India. They're street dogs and they're wild and they are aggressive. So you don't interact with them. So it, I think I can get that. I yeah. think what it boils down to is like, if you're not exposed to them, it's just like any other animal. 
Like, hmm. I don't like horses. I'm afraid of them. I think they're big. Oh, yeah. Horses they're, scare me. They're pretty, but like they're big and they're unpredictable and they're strong. Uh, and they can fucking crush your skull with one fucking kick. Yeah. Like, no so it's thanks, like, I, I don't, I don't want to be around you. But then again, I didn't spend a ton of time with them. Right. I was around cats. I like cats. I was I, around dogs. I, I love did dogs. spend time around horses and they're terrible. Yeah. I mean, my aunt and uncle had one, but. My mom, my mom loves horseback riding. Gross. Yeah. She used to own horses, I believe. Her, her, her mom owned them. My grandma, I believe. She did? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. They used to have a big thing on land, and my mom said that they used to have horses, or at least neighbors had horses or someone, but she my, went horseback riding. My grandparents had uh, horses, but they were like work horses. They, they did stuff. Yeah. Sunny was one of their names. I mean, I've been afraid of dogs. I definitely have been. I've had moments where like, if they are... Uh, unruly, you know, and you just you aren't sure how they're gonna react. Like they can do damage. Unfamiliar like, dogs. Yeah, I'm definitely not that person who just like approaches random dogs nope. on the streets. Little ones, big ones. Nope. Um, but yeah, I've never been afraid of cats. I'm I'm a, not really afraid of mice. Like they're usually okay. Like I usually they want to be as far away from you as possible. Uh, That's the way but I view bugs, it. man. Bugs are always the ones that freaking the fuck. I out. don't like snakes. Yeah, you know, I used to be more afraid of snakes, but I've not had a lot of interaction There's with not them. A, well, we don't live around them anymore, So right? I always am afraid that I'm going to open up the toilet seat and there's going to be a snake there. Because yeah. I saw that like once on fucking Animal Planet or something. <laughs> um, I never forget. We were, we were walking somewhere and there was a black snake. And my grandma just picked it up and threw it. Like she yeah. didn't care. She's a, a mountain woman through and through she wasn't afraid of anything i remember one time we so i was oh god i had to have been young 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 and we went to uh some river i think it was like audra or something around Mm -hmm. and there was this little section in the river that you could go to that um basically was like a very mini waterfall like small enough to where you could just like climb down and you could get under the big rock and you could watch the water kind of cascade over your head it was just a, a big enough air gap underneath the uh, the rock area where you could pop up your head and you could just, you know, kind of chill and just watch mm-hmm. the water and talk with your friends under the water. And I remember we were the big group of people and I remember us all being under there and I was like brave and went and did it. And we were under there and we were all swimming around and like not even, but like five minutes after we had gotten up and just kind of moved out of that little area. Um, one of my dad's friends was over there and caught two snakes that were literally in the water with us, like yeah. right then in there. And like the they killed them and it was just like a fucking mess. I was traumatized because I was like, oh my God, I was like Can't there. Get in this water again. Yeah, because I mean, the reality is you just don't know what the fuck's around you. And in West Virginia, people just, you know, it's like, oh, we're just in nature. They're not, they're not thinking about death lurking around every corner. And right. I'm like, oh my God, don't worry, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Anxiety has made it into the room. <laughs> um, speaking of snakes. Um, but I know my grandma is like deathly terrified of them. She won't even look at them. Which one? Um, my dad's mom. Rachel. Um, good for her. I don't like them either. I don't like looking at them either. Snakes and spiders. I think about it more snakes. Um, we couldn't even watch them on TV. Well, um, I can watch them on TV. They skeeve me out a little bit, but, um, one of my recurring themes of nightmares is that I'm walking somewhere and everywhere I turn, there's a snake. I can't, I have to get through this like patch of snakes. Ew. Yeah. It's awful. I was going to ask like what reoccurring, uh, nightmarish dreams you have. Cause I have a few, I don't really have many anymore. That oh. one, it, like it's different scenarios, but it's normally like when I'm stressed out, it's snakes. Like yeah. that's the one. Um, when I was growing up, I often had the same dream about a, a creepy guy. I, I can't describe him to you. Um, but he was trying to get into 
our house to kill me, just me, no one else. And, um, ultimately I would end up alone and it would just be me trying to like, he would be going from window to window trying Mm. to climb in. So I'd have to like do something to keep it. Super stress dreams. Yeah, I've had that. I've not had that dream in a long time. I had but watch the, me have it now. That sort of type back when I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, when we lived in another type of house. Like I remember having that sort of dream where someone was just circling around the house trying to get in. Those ones are those fuck you up. That's a that's a fuck you up dream. Yep. My most recent one that <laughs> it sounds so stupid and it's like it's it's ridiculous. But I'm stuck in an airport. And I'm literally like I'm I'm just stressed out to the max because like my luggage is completely gone and I'm just walking around and like there's just uh, my boss shows up periodically to like yell at me that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) And I just it's like one of those never ending like cycles where you just can't get what you need to be getting done. And then this is going to sound so ridiculous, but it's like the worst part of my dream is like that I fuck up my jewelry that I'm wearing. Like I end up like completely ruining it somehow or losing it or scratching it like denting it breaking it and then when i look down the second time it's replaced with fake jewelry mm-hmm. and like it's like like i tried to like replace it and i got some sort of rip off and it's like so obvious and it's like why the fuck did i even buy this in the first place sort of deal and then it's that whole anxiety loop of and it's just awful and then i usually end up meeting someone creepy and yeah it's just like that's been my most recent one yeah it's not fun but it sounds so superficial <laughs> But and then I wake up and I'm like, oh, thank God, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's like, thank God. Oh, you know what it was last time too was that I had a, um, a group essay that I had to turn in. Like I was somehow magically was back my in my master's one. program, and I had a group essay, and I just found out about it, and it's due in 24 hours. And they hadn't written anything and wrote uh, written uh, written anything, and I was like stuck doing it all, and I was stuck in the airport. That was the last one that they added that on top of it. I still have school dreams, <clears throat> except. I'm about to graduate and I'm about, I have to take one more test, but I have not shown up to any of the classes. That one is a recurring one of like, what, how am I supposed to do this? I I don't even have the book. I don't know what we've covered. Yep. Stress. Did I ever told you about my brother's night terrors? No, I'm sure you have, but I don't remember. So it, it didn't dawn on me how weird it was. My brother and I slept in the same bed. Until we were adults, like up until we were like, he was well past 18 and I was uh, until we stopped living together. And the reason being was my brother, when we lived in, uh, in that house in Southern West Virginia, Mingo County, he would like, we'd be sleeping and then he would all of a sudden sit up and he'd be like, do you see that? And I'd be like, Oh my God, I could not. Yeah. And so he would um, like the most common ones. Those was, there was like a baby bassinet at the foot of the bed, just rocking itself. Oh, like literally just got goosebumps. I cannot. There was there. Another one was there was two guys plotting to kill him at the foot of the bed. Oh my God. There was one where someone was hiding behind the curtain behind our bed. Now is he like awake and like lucid or is yes, he in like a dream? But state? he can't remember it the next day. Oh, so but like he would describe it. Oh. He would sit up and be like, do you see that? I'd be like, what, what are you seeing? And he would like, don't you see that head swinging from that hook? Oh, no, I don't see God. that head swinging I'm from a hook. getting so many goosebumps right now. And it's then like, like so funny. one night, this is when it was like, someone needs to be sleeping with him. Cause you could, cause he would jolt awake and he would wake you up with him. He would say, he'd be like, there's someone behind that curtain. I'm going to punch them. Like, don't punch them. Cause there's nothing there. It's just, it's just the window. But I would, take the curtain back and he'd be like, don't you see them? 
no, there's no one there. So we like I, that was my job for a long time was to make sure he didn't like punch a window out or Jesus get up and go Christ. somewhere. Like that was we had to we had sliding doors and this started whenever we lived in in a, in a double wide, but it continued when we moved into our uh, into the house we actually built on the same plot of land. Ever since he's moved, he doesn't do it anymore. Like ask ask Whitney, she's like he doesn't do it, but like he did for the lo- like years, Matthew. I'm not. I'm not joking. Every single night for years, he would wake Maybe up. And the do house this. was haunted, but it only impacted him. That's fucking in weird. that room. Whenever he would sleep downstairs on the couch, nothing. I never had a problem. I slept in that room. Like even when he started sleeping on the couch, I slept in that room. That's just so fucking creepy. It was very. It was very strange. I couldn't handle that. I couldn't um, do it. But we all were like, "What is happening?" So. That's, I'm thankful I don't have that. Have you ever had like a sleep paralysis moment? Where I, where I, I can't move, but yeah. I'm awake. I have only, oh, and my voice like just cracks at it. Cause I've only ever had one interact, I'm, one experience with it. And it was truly one of like the most terrifying experiences. I don't know how people who have it chronically, mm-hmm. um, deal. Cause it is the, mo- one of the most terrifying experiences. The only thing I've, I'm I've so young. The I'm only so thing young. I've 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 experienced maybe close to that is I know that I'm dreaming. I don't want to be dreaming anymore. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Oh. Like when I'm never aware. Had that. But it's like it's a bad dream and I can't change it because yeah. it's still just bad. So it's like you just need to wake up right now. Yeah. I've done that once or twice. My experience I don't remember much about it. All I remember is that I was trying to scream and I couldn't and I was trying to move and I couldn't. And it was like you were full on awake. You're full on like in the present, the current, you know where you are, you know what your body is. But there's like this impeding terror and you're like absolutely terrified, but you're just, you're, you're mute and you're just there and mm, you can't, you can't control awful. any part of your life, anything. You can't control anything. That sounds terrible. Yeah. I It literally only happened once and, um, it was so, so long ago. I can't even remember like what, you know, any details. I just remember never in my life being that scared and like just not having any control over it. Mm. Yeah, so I'm very lucky, but I know that some people suffer with that chronically. I think at a certain point you get used to it, and I, I, I'm almost positive. No, I don't think you can get used to that. Like, I really don't. I feel like I've heard that people do, though. Like that. I maybe I'm making that up. I don't. Well, maybe you can. I just I can't imagine getting used to it. I think you can separate. Like this is just happening, right? Ugh. I don't know. But there's still that panic. There's still that like natural anxiety behind it. I don't know. Can I can I take one step back? I just realized something. I talk about someone breaking in and, and you know killing me in the night, but I'm not as worried about that. What I'm afraid of is that someone will try to break in to steal something and will let the cats out or do something to our cats. Yeah, that's my first thought is too is always where are the cats gonna be. I could care less. They could take everything in this apartment. I could care less about it, but I don't want them to do anything to our cats. So I would hope that they would go hide and stay hidden. Uh, well, I think they would until it calmed down, mm-hmm. and then they would run away. Or they would like be too curious and get the fuck out. Yeah. Taco, I think, would stay. But. Yeah, she'd be hidden forever. Nachos, though. The dumbass. Yeah, I always have fears that we're going to lose the cats, but not really anymore. Mm-hmm. When we first moved. and You were always terrified of them. I, I don't have any problems. With they Well, they were always so curious about the door. They're not so much anymore. Well, no. I they think come it running helps. when we're I think there. it helps that they can hear people walking outside all day, every day. So mm-hmm. they've gotten less to like. Um, used to they've gotten used to people being yeah there. they're less like interested in what the hell's going on out there yeah so and most of the time it's loud and scary so they're usually pretty good what else fears 
Oh, I don't do haunted houses. I can do them. I don't really like them. I do not do them. I've done like maybe one in my life, and it was the worst experience of my life. Here's what I don't like about haunted houses. I don't like being touched. Uh, I don't like the fucking people. I don't care if you're acting as a fucking scary ass clown. Your dumb ass doesn't need to come anywhere fucking near me. Don't touch me. And if you think I'm scared, you're not fucking coming over there and like making it worse and like feeding on the fact that I'm afraid. Like, fuck you, bro. No. I don't like, yeah. I don't don't like like it. I don't like haunted houses. I think it comes back. You know what? One of my biggest fears is probably unpredictability, Mm -hmm. which sounds so stupid in the 21st century because it's like um, nothing is predictable in your life. But I do not like being in situations where I can't predict any outcome that's going to come. There's right. just too many factors that are going to come from it. One of those is haunted houses. I think I think a common theme for fears is the unknown. Like if you don't know what's going to happen, it's really easy to be afraid. Um, but I don't. I just don't like haunted houses. I don't like jumping. I don't like having to make my. I've done them. I don't love them. I don't get a thrill out of them. It's I, not I, fun. It's just, it's stressful for me. Because I know some people who like fucking live and breathe by them. Peaches Christ, she fucking made her own. She loves them so much. She made her own with like hyper interactivity. Like you could get a special glow band. That means you full on consent to whatever they want to do. Not whatever, but obviously there are like certain roles mm-hmm. that they will play, like lock you up. They'll tie you up. They'll put you in, you know, scarier situations. They'll do all this weird shit. And I'm like, why who gets off on that like what the fuck halloween people like how I, I mean i get a certain level of like yeah okay you get some adrenaline rush you get like some excitement from it but like i don't know because there have also been people that have been killed in murder and in haunted houses under the under the guise of like oh it's just theater it's just production and it's like no that person was really murdered we just found out like fucking 48 hours later after all the lights came on no joke google it isn't there a movie like that Probably. I don't know. But it happened in real life. Hmm. People were actually murdered in a fucking haunted house. The perfect place to do it. Yeah. Because everyone else looks so fucking dead. I also think that everyone gets shot on the 4th of July. If you're going to shoot somebody, do it on the 4th of July. Someone's going to hear it. Uh, The other thing that I do not like is like the haunted hay bale rides, which was very popular back in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. I feel like like everyone everyone and their daughter has like a fucking farm that they can charge you $10 to ride you around and chase you with chainsaws. No. No. No, I'm, thank I'm you. Good. Those I don't like either. Mm-mm. I don't like. I just yeah. I don't like the unpredictability of people because they be crazy. Awful. Yeah, they're crazy. Um, I am more afraid nowadays of mass shootings. That's a that, real fear that well, I. I think it's just a reality of the world we live in. Um, which is definitely like when you talk about evolving fears, like that's something that was never really on my radar before <laughs> and just becoming more and more of an adult and being in more and more of these sorts of situations that they can occur in really just terrifies me. Every time I go to the movies. Yeah. The movies in particular are, they really, they fucked with me for a really long time. Mm-hmm. We got that AMC membership and that kind of helped cause we started going more frequently. So I started thinking about it less and less, but but it's really hard for me to get into the movie mood and like to stay like to to forget about reality. Yeah. Because I think is someone like I'm, especially it, when they come in after the credits or like um, ten minutes into the movie or thirty minutes. I get minutes that in the single movie. people watch movies too, but like it creeps me out. Yeah, it's weird. There was one guy who looked real sweaty looking uh-huh. at one of them. I'm like, this is the this is the one. Well, the ones who like carry food in their jackets and like in the movie, they're like reaching and rummaging around in their jackets. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, it's this just is like the one. You're right down for me. I'm the first one. Well, we've been, oh, especially when we go to like one of the more um, 
out of the city theaters mm-hmm. one particular is very um keen to like teenagers and they're always just shady as fuck youth sneaking in 30 to 45 minutes after the movie's already started and then they just sit down there and it's like oh i don't know what this is like and then i'm like oh i just have white people fear that's like no real big deals <laughs> going on like just live your full fantasy then you have the creepy white guy walk in and you're like oh he's the one who's gonna fucking do it like he looks like the type me it's when i'm in when I feel like I'm in a constrained environment that's heavily packed, like anytime we're down at the market and it's very, very packed, I, those are where my thoughts start to is, fire. Is that why you don't like Disney World? Part of it is, yeah, because I feel like Disney World is very easily, could be very easily targeted. Is that why you don't? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's off, a little off topic, so go ahead. Well, I told you, remember when we went last time, the first time we went to Disney World? And I brought my big DSLR camera and I had it there and I had a big long lens on it. It was like a, it's an 18 to 35, but it's, it's a very long, very long lens. And I was amazed that security didn't check any of it. They didn't check any of it. They just peeked into my bag and they were like, oh, cool. And I told, I remember looking at you and I saying like, I should report this. Like I should, I should really report this because they didn't take my lens cap off and this could very easily be a hollowed out lens thing for me to pack something into Mm -hmm. like any, anything that I wanted to fucking bring into that park. I could. Well, it's security theater. Yeah, I know. But like you're fucking Disney world. Like your shit should be on. They're not putting every person through a, a metal detector. Yeah. That should be red flag. Number one. Yep. Just me. Random selection. Is that why you also don't want to go to like sporting events? Or is it just the sports aspect? It's both. I mean, it's just first and foremost. Crowds of people, right? First and foremost, it's the sporting event. Like, I don't really think, you know, erratic behavior, a bunch of people drinking. I just don't really enjoy being around it because I also just don't feel like that hate crime is like what I need to be experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, Hate crime is not my problem. Yeah. I wanted to say that, but it didn't really fit. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know, but I, I just, anytime I'm in like a more constrained area and, I'm, and I don't have like a clear exit path or like a clear, easy way to get out of that situation, my mind starts to go. And that's where I'm just like, fuck me. Like, I don't want to be around this. I don't need to be in this. It's not worth it. Concerts freak me out. Yeah. Um, you know, cause there was one, there was like that mass bombing in one of the Ariana Grande's, Ariana Grande's concerts. Was it a bombing or a shooting? I thought it was a bombing. Like mm-hmm. someone came in and like set off bombs in one of her concerts it was in europe i remember when it happened but i thought it was a shooting but maybe i'm wrong. maybe it was a shooting i don't remember but that well i was gonna say that's probably why we don't watch a lot of action movies in theaters because i don't like when there's a bunch of shooting happening on the theater because i'm like i can't distinguish what's real and what's not right you know and then you have those moments where everyone like panics if it's if it's perception that it's real so yeah, mass shootings freak me the fuck out. Yeah. Malls freak me the fuck out. Yeah, same. Really, but it, it doesn't matter. Anywhere you are, that's people. I mean, there's always the opportunity. Did you see today? Well, it's it's current news, but it's still like um, relevant. Uh, today, they caught someone who was in, I believe, in the Navy or the Coast Guard. I want to say the Coast Guard. They arrested someone who was like literally plotting as much destruction as he possibly could. Yeah. And he was an active military member. He had a he had a stash of all of these different assault rifles, handguns, shotguns, blah 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 blah. blah. He had a suitcase. This is what got me. He had a suitcase filled with uh, vials of steroids and uh, growth hormones, and he was going to like make sure that he was like as fucking roid raged as he possibly could to go and you know. And he had a bunch of he had a stack stash of 
painkillers as well so he could like go as long as he fucking needed to he had these detailed plotting plans on like trying to figure out how to poison and interact with food to like meet as large of a mass death as he could he had this plot to like all these fucking crazy things and he had like a list of senators and a list of all these uh, democratic people that he wanted to kill um yeah, it was fucking crazy. Literally on PDF, just like real people's names like listed there that they just found and like had to arrest him. Because people are crazy. It was insanity. They took a picture of all the stuff and I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. And people like that are just like, they, they're rational. They're then you have the fear of like, well, who's going to take inspiration from this? Well, he took inspiration from like, apparently someone who did it in Europe as well. And mm-hmm. he was th- apparently this guy in Europe had like written a book about like how he had done it. And he like basically a how to guide of like what he did to like prep. And part of that was, you know, the roids and the the painkillers and everything. And he, he took inspiration from that. They all they're all fucking network. They all just like, you know, they get off on each other. <laughs> it's like fucked up, you know secret society yeah that wants glory from killing other people wow we're in a great topic great mood now yeah um fears but yeah mass shootings are definitely on my radar those like are that's something that i I just don't want to be around that experience you know i can't imagine how terrifying and scary and you know yeah it has to be I can't imagine. Can't imagine. Because we made a plan when we were at DragCon. Yes. Oh, that was, that was Tyra Sanchez was like, I'm going to blow this bitch up. And I actually reported, I submitted a a report of her. A ton of other people did, but I full on went to the FBI and I submitted a a report and screenshots because she was posting a bunch of crazy shit. Oh, you know, you know, you better not show up on this day and this, this day. Like you can't fucking do that as a person. She was full on investigated, but. Just because you're affiliated and you make a lot of threats doesn't mean you won't actually follow through. I don't care. I, I'm at the point where like I see anything. I don't. You put it out in the fucking world. Your ass is getting reported. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. You know, like if if, if it's if, not going to be on my conscience that I saw your name and I didn't fucking report it. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but oh like, yeah, Dragcom. But we, we totally had to talk about what our plan was, right? Like, yeah. if we're not together, which we were the entire time, but like if we for some reason wasn't together, we would meet up somewhere right this yeah. was the place we were going to meet and that's because sometimes realistically it's not the best to stay together it's just, just go the fastest way out of right the fucking get situation. out of the way and try to find each other after yeah yeah Ugh. Ugh. we didn't have to do that definitely. and well that was something i thought about even when i was going to school college uh because i felt like my university highly lacked in that department of mm-hmm. like responding as far as security went to like an active shooter or any sort of active threat on campus there was there was nothing, and that's that's my problem in general is that we wait for something to happen in order to implement change yeah. rather than just being proactive about it and like actively saying, "Hey, you U.S. campuses are a highly targeted fucking location." Well, first of all, on average, that's think about what's very going common. on in those places. There's a lot of of clicks. There's a lot of stress and pressure to succeed. And it's also just an easy target. Yeah. If you just want to fucking go somewhere to find a lot of people that are going to be out and about mm-hmm. or sitting in a room, you can go from room to room to room to room. Yeah. It yeah. And I was amazed. I was I'm, the more I look back, the more appalled at like the lack of of uh, planning that that college did. Sometimes when I'm wearing my headphones, I think cuz I remember when I was in college, um I made it a point not to wear my headphones around campus. Yeah. Because I was like, if something's going on, 
I need to know. Now I think I would hear it, but you don't, you don't, you know. don't know. Yeah. And so sometimes when I'm walking, you know, the, I have AirPods, they're not soundproof, you know, they're not, they don't, um, they're not noise canceling. And I like that. So I can hear enough street noise to know if something is going on around me without right. having to be, you know, in it. Right. So fear. Yeah. It sucks, but you know, it's just part of life. I think it's, it, I think fear plays a very valuable role. I think it helps us in some ways. I think obviously it's, it's a survival mechanism. It's how we've been able to survive as humans because we've learned I should be afraid of this and I should avoid it. Right. Um, and so I'm grateful for that, but I think we live in a world where like real fears, like I could die tomorrow because the world is so unpredictable. Like that's a real fear, but the likelihood of it happening is low. But like, you know, a thousand years ago, you well, could walk say, outside and die. Well, hello, like currently in other parts of the world, you oh, know, sure. yeah. there are people who are like actively dying from things that they can't help. So war, very I mean, first world problems that we have. Yeah, exactly. Cushy. We're privileged to be able to say, oh, well, I might die in a plane accident, you know, plane I think crash that's, on my way to fucking Sacramento for work. Like that. Do you think very privileged? that's why people have sometimes irrational fears? Because it's like. I don't want to say you don't have problems because everyone has problems, but like there's no, like there's no threat, immediate threat to no. your safety. And so you compensate by having like everyone has them. So you decide that this is a risk for me. I think maybe like one and, and a very few, but I don't, I think irrational fears just are kind of an individuality, a personal trait. I think they're just things that come with people. Like being afraid of deer. You, you, yeah. Like I just think that there are some things that you just can't help being afraid of. You know, things that are just kind of hardwired into you. Like, what the fuck? I think personally, personally, past lives play a difference. And I probably died by death by spiders one time when I, in my past life. You believe in past lives? I, I do. That's a different topic for different That's day. a totally different topic, but I, I don't, Good I to don't, know. I don't want to say that I like, oh my God, I, I, I subscribe to this like entire, like reincarnation. Like but... In my personal experience, like there have been a lot of moments where I just, I just think it would explain, you know, personalities and it would explain experiences and certain things that I can't explain as a, as a person. You know, that would be a good Maddie topic. Like, because that's, that's, I don't want to call it unconventional, but it's not conventional. It is. No, it is. Um, uh, aside from the people who believe in reincarnation, right? That, that, that is a, that it is a religious belief. Um, but it's not necessarily mainstream right. in America. Right. So, uh, Manny has a ton of interesting and unique viewpoints on things. And I think it'd be fun to talk through like, what's something, you know, is out of the mainstream, but you hold close to you. Right. Um, and I think that that fits it. I, I'm not making fun by any stretch of that. No, you I, or anybody I don't give, that, I don't give a shit. Um, I think it, it is I think it's crazy. interesting. It's totally I, crazy. Because I don't. And I don't want to go too far into this conversation because. Well, well, no, but we can talk about it a little bit. I think, I mean, personality, and it really comes down to like personality and like some things that you just can't explain as like what, how you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. The more and more I just kind of experience my life and figure out like things that I, I'm just naturally drawn to, you can explain it. I think it goes along with like, you can assign it to your um, your zodiac sign. You can, you know, there's so many different things, but I I think part of it comes from past life experiences. Things and and my personal thought is like who we are as people and like where we live in this state as like our brains 
it's just like this energy. And I think the energies just can be transferred. You know, whenever someone passes, I think an energy is just kind of released back to the universe and then you start fresh. <laughs> as weird as that sounds. Well, that's a, that's a uplifting, we'll have to, like, positive note to end on, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Long story know. short, fears are only temporary. Uh, now I'm excited them. to do a past lives episode. Yeah. Because I can like talk all day about that. Do you have any other closing thoughts about fear? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, live your full life. I'm interested in what other people's fears are. If you have weird ones, live your full fantasy. Yeah. If anyone would like to share, I didn't say that this whole episode. So I know I did. I want to thank everyone for tuning into this episode. I'm afraid of straight people. (laughs) Heterophobia. (laughs) Straight white, straight white males. I'm. I will say I'm statistically more afraid of them than any other people. Well, I can say that. good reason. I'm always afraid they're going to like gay bash me. Although I get along with dudes pretty well. Yeah, which is weird. I don't get along with dudes. I'm a bro. You like to pretend you're a bro. Meh, whatever. That's your full fantasy is pretending mm. you're a straight bro. I'm, well, I don't think I'm pretending I'm straight by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but I love being a bro. I want to thank everyone for tuning into this episode of Plain and Simple. Where it was. <laughs> I'm going to start ending on that because I feel like our, our topics are very plain and simple. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Where it's anything but, yeah. except it, it's totally, totally plain and simple. Plain and simple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Catch you next time. Thanks. Bye.